All right, everybody, welcome to the Pints and Provisions podcast. I've got Ryan Abbott live from Assassin Day 2018 up in Decorah, Iowa. Ryan, how you feeling? Great, Evan. How's it going in uh, Peoria, Illinois? Well, it's overcast. Uh, I do have a beer, but it's been a pretty quiet afternoon, so I'm pretty pleased. How about you? Uh, it's cold. It's really? It's really cold. We what do got you mean? here about 7.30 this morning. Uh, the forecast said it was going to be about 40, 45, but it was a very, very cloudy, rainy morning. The drive was uh, was pretty long. It was about four hours. Uh, most of it was in some rain, a little bit pouring. And then uh, getting up here, waiting uh, just to get in to get the bottles, uh, it was about 35, 36 degrees and probably a 15, 20 mile per hour wind. So it was pretty cold, pretty quick. Well, um, you've got some good beer to warm you up. Uh, have Absolutely. You been, had you been so instead of instead of standing here all day, um, it was just too cold. So we've kind of been bouncing around the town a little bit. So had you been to the new Toplin Goliath like brew house since they remodeled? Nope, I've only seen pictures. So uh, it's it's immaculate. It's an understatement. It's a beautiful place. They did a great job with it. And the check-in process to get your beers was pretty easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked to about it. I've, I've talked to people about it, um, kind of throughout the day and everyone's been talking about how, uh, it's probably the most efficient, uh, beer release process they've been to. Um, the line itself, uh, you know, got moving. They write at eight o'clock on the dot, um, for the eight o'clock session. And then there was an 11, um, and then a two. Um, but then once you got in, they separated you into groups by uh, like your last name. So there was probably five or six groups um, so that, you know, split yeah. everyone uh, that way. And then once you got past that, they split you up. If you wanted bottles only, you went one way. That was very fast. Um, yeah. And then if you wanted some merchandise, you already had a ticket to fill out in advance. Sure. Um, so you gave them your order. You got in maybe a five or six person line based on the color of your ticket. So they divided you up again by four or five groups. Um, you waited in a five or six person line for your order and literally the way they had almost like a manufacturing line going behind the scenes. Um, they knew the, you know, they knew when I was in the green line, um, I was the fifth person up and they knew that, you know, they, they basically had five orders for the green line. And so when I got to the front, the other four had been removed and uh, she just grabbed the box that was right behind her, which was mine. It was already known because my order went through the process. Um, I paid, grabbed the box, and I left. She just said, double check to make sure you, the glasses you ordered are in there. Um, and I was good to go. It was incredibly Man, efficient, nice. really, really fast. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, especially if you can pre-order stuff. Um, sounds like uh, uh, not your typical they know, beer release. They know what they're doing here, yeah. Yeah, they've done it a couple of times, which is good. I, I think that... You know, once you go through that process a few times, you kind of figure out what works best. And if they're not going to have any on-site, you know, drinking of Assassin other than, you know, people outside, it should work pretty smoothly. Yeah. And then uh, everyone got a pour of the Assassin right off the bat, too. So uh, they had, I don't know, 20 to 30 poured in advance. So by the time, you know, you waited in a three or four person line just to get your pour of that, um, they had multiple lines for that. You just walked up, you gave uh, the 10 bucks for the pour, and they had it ready. They didn't yeah. have to pour because it was, it was going behind the scenes. It was just, it was really efficient. Uh, went upstairs, kind of looked out in the parking lot and the view, um, looking at uh, some of the crazy people that got here last night and camped out in the rain and cold. Um, enjoyed my assassin, made, met some people from Lafayette, Indiana, a couple other towns. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, well, I know. Start the day. I know a, a friend of mine that lives up in, uh, who's from college, uh, lives up in Minneapolis, had made down for the day. I saw he posted some pictures from there, so um, that's pretty cool. But you had enough time to snap a beautiful shot. Uh, oh, that's in, right. In the tap room. The, uh, that's uh, Graham. That's been uh, doing pretty well uh, on social media. I think Toplin Goliath has been using that for their Assassin Day um, posts there on Instagram. Uh, Facebook and Twitter. So if anybody gets a chance, go to Pints and Provisions on Instagram. Uh, it's Pints Provisions on Twitter, but then also Pints and Provisions on uh, Facebook. Um, so that's that's kind of that's now, I have cool. to assume that Mark did the editing on that that hey, made it a little more colorful and give me some spectacular. Credit. No, no, no. Give okay. me some credit. I did that, and only by means of Mark helping me with uh, you know his editing his software. skills. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, and he's on vacation, so it, it's good that he was able to, to delegate that down, right? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mark's Mark's been taking some great photos down in Florida of, uh, uh, you know, all his beers that he's drinking on the beach and stuff. I, I don't feel bad for him at all. So, um, so how does I, I I think people really want to know what is the, how does Assassin taste in this year? It's great. Um, you know, we talk about uh, consistency of beers quite a bit with uh, batches, and, and obviously we talk about it a lot with IPAs just from places that do, you know, week-to-week -week type things. Um, this one really uh, is about as close to last year's version um, as I could possibly have, you know, expected, um, which is a great thing because last is a great, year's yeah. was really good. Um, obviously, uh, Brian, Brian, who was on here for the uh, charcuterie episode, he got tickets last year and brought me with. Yeah. So we were able to try that on draft and we've drank one of his bottles um, and it's uh, it's a fantastic beer. And honestly, I think that they repeated that recipe about as close to what they did last year as possible. Um, so it's got uh, an incredible level of thickness. The mouthfeel is really, really wonderful. It's got um, that it's got that like toppling Goliath viscosity. It's absolutely it's great. I mean, it's really uh, I had a five ounce pour. I think I probably took 30 or 45 minutes, uh, made my friend Kyle wait in the cold out here for me to drink it. But uh, I told him I was going to take my time and enjoy it. So he he had the fair warning in advance. But, yeah, I mean, I let it warm up, um, you know, expanded some of the flavors. But it really it had that toppling glass signature mouthfeel and thickness to it. Um, and then the barrel was, you know, more than present there. Um and then, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before. I don't know if we've done it on the podcast, but this, uh, this, the last couple of assassin batches, this one and, and last year's have this like dark fruit kind of note to it. Um, it's kind of like bit more than a note. It's, it's almost, I mean, it's like black it's cherries. Like it's and, a, like and... it's a fruited, like it's a fruited barrel aged stout, but it's not. Um, it, but it's just got a nice little bit more than subtle note of, yeah, some dark cherries or blackberry, maybe plum maybe all of the above um, that's that's there, but it's not overpowering. Um, really, really fantastic. Yeah, kind of that like sugary, dark fruit, almost raisiny kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, so and the, that's... Hype is, the hype is real. Um, it was it was great. And everyone that I was, you know, sitting around and kind of listening to and just taking the scene in, everyone was um, ecstatic about it. So that's uh, just obviously, you know, when it yeah. when a, brewery does a release with beer that people really haven't tasted yet um i'm sure that they're obviously uh anxious to hear positive feedback and uh, i haven't heard anything negative all day it's been everyone's been pretty excited about it yeah and you've got to know that okay if you have consistency with batches of ipas i mean that's that's good that's i feel like that's probably pretty easy because you can churn those things out like crazy but when you talk about a once a year beer and being consistent 
That's impressive. It, absolutely, yeah. I mean, even when we talk about uh, even like the bourbon counties that come out with uh, a pretty large quantity each year, you know, you, you've said this year has a lot more of that chocolate presence that yep. you really like. Yep. Um, some years past have been a little bit more of that bourbon barrel presence. Um, so it kind of has, you know, they're they're plenty consistent. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, I mean, this one is almost. I, I mean, I think you could almost put them side by side, and other than maybe one just being a little bit maybe smoother with some age. Um, I mean, I think you, it'd be hard to pick them apart. Yeah. No, that's, that's, and we, uh, you, you don't, don't you still have one in the cellar of last year's I do. The purple? I absolutely do. And, uh, uh, I don't want to pop it anytime soon. I no. think we should give it at least another year or so on it. No, no, no. Something like that is, uh, is well suited to get old, collect dust in the cellar. Yep. Um, because Topland Goliath does, you know, whiskey and barrel aged stouts almost better than anybody. And it's, I've never been to Decora. I'm a, obviously an Iowa boy, kind of at, at heart. So I'm really excited to see such a successful brewery um, up in a very pretty, re- isolated, kind of remote area of Iowa. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's not, it's, it's actually a really nice town. Um, they've got a lot of like parks and trails. Um, so they're definitely valuing, um, you know, work-life balance and and exercise and things like that and just enjoying the outdoor sure uh lifestyle when uh when the spring and summer actually get started because they because they haven't last started day of march yet. and they haven't yet but no uh, it hasn't started here yet um, either you know it's a small town but it's it's a fun town they've they've got a lot going on here it's really really nice the people are great um, and and, and it, it brings in a lot of people. We went to breakfast today, and there was uh, people wearing all sorts of beer shirts. You figure they're from various parts of the country. Well, nobody um, in nobody in Decora is just randomly wearing beer shirts. <laughs> a few could because few they're influenced could. by this great brewery right up the street, uh, Topland Glide. But for the most part, yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Like, like now um, the, the signature, like, beer nerd is found by what what kind of brewery do you have on your T-shirt? And what kind of support right. are you giving to your breweries locally? And, and I've seen some, a few local Iowa uh, beer T-shirts, but for the for the remainders, it's been, uh, you know, everything all over. I've seen Bottle Logic. I've seen Cantillon. I've seen, uh, um, there was a uh, Old Nation out of Michigan that makes M43. Uh, there's been a lot of Three Floyds and Dark Lord Nation t-shirts because those tickets went on sale today um, yes a lot of toppling goliath shirts and uh you know any you know anything and everything people and from other countries people from uh, i think i've met at least five or six states so far uh probably the farthest uh i've met someone from uh, new jersey uh so people come all over it's uh it's a pretty exciting day yeah that's uh i saw on um social media that toppling goliath had uh taking a picture with some guy who'd flown all the way from South Korea to come to Assassin Day. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So I'm sure they and have when nothing. We were here when we were here last year, um, Brian and I, we met a couple at our hotel, actually, um, on our, when we were leaving to go to, uh, to the event. Um, they were from Brazil, and they flew oh, up cool. strictly to get the, uh, the two Assassins. And then last year they had KBBS released as well, so they were there for... Uh, Oh, that's you know, married right. couple getting four bottles of Assassin and two bottles of KVBS and a great weekend in Decora and then flying back to Brazil. Yeah. And that's a, that's a lottery Crazy. that's a lottery system on their tickets now. When I uh, logged in on Dark Lord Day ticket release noon whatever, uh, I was lucky enough to grab the two. I know you and I are going to head there, so hopefully uh, people who listened uh, were able to snag some if they want to go to Dark Lord Day. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great it's an exciting day. It's it's 
it's pretty cold out, but otherwise it's a, a great beer day for uh, the community that's uh, around this area right now. But I know that, uh, you know, there's people uh, just around the country that are saying, hey, you know, I'm going to have a couple beers today in honor of those in uh, Decorah, Iowa, celebrating the Assassin 2018 Day. Yeah. So did you head over to Pulpit Rock yet? Uh, so we we did uh, three times. Um, the first time Jeez. was at uh, about nine o'clock. Well, we, we actually never got in. So uh, we oh, went man. by at about nine o'clock. Uh, there was a line um, about 75 to 100 people long outside. Um, and wow. we, we talked to a few people that were in the back of the line. They said it was anywhere from a one to one and a half hour wait from where they were. So with the cold weather and everything else, we said, all right, we'll come back later. Um, so we went and had breakfast and kind of walked around town a little bit, came back about an hour and a half later. Uh, the line had not gone down hardly at all, maybe 20 people. Yeah. Um, and Pulpit Rock, they had a couple New England IPAs. They had a couple, uh, of the, uh, the milkshake style lactose, uh, sour beers. Um, they had a couple adjunct filled, uh, stouts. So they really did, did some big things for the day, day too. So, you know. People were just excited about going there um, in between the sessions of Toppling Goliath. And so uh, we went back about two hours ago, and it was still uh, about a half hour or more wait. So we kind of said, you know what, we're going to skip that. We're going to enjoy the town, and we're going to you know, spend some time uh, in the Toppling Goliath uh, parking lot where they have it kind of blocked off with the food truck, and people are enjoying some beers and uh, just kind of enjoying the day that way. So the sun's come out a little bit about the last hour, so it's a little warmer. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, it's been pretty cold oh, good, all day. Yeah, good luck, man. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty overcast gray and what you usually expect the Midwest to be about March and yeah. April. So I'm I'm still sipping on another. Uh, I've cracked another Aslan Zebrecken Sie Deutsch. It's very tasty today. So are you enjoying it as much as you were? Uh, about a week ago absolutely this thing is awesome. I, this thing is I, I kept thinking about how i wanted to crack something viscous and um you know full of kind of flavors and adjuncts so i had another one in my fridge so i popped it um it's uh it's pretty boring here today i don't think we'll do a whole lot here and uh, on my neck of the woods so i'm pretty pretty excited to hear that you're having a good time anything exciting on what you've tasted or other other beers you've had so far today um, you know, one of our, uh, I think one of our favorites so far is probably the beer barrel time. Uh, I had a feeling project. I had a feeling you'd say that, um, that was an enjoyable beer, but then there was uh, kind of, uh, one of my friends brought uh, a little bit more of a special one that we'd been saving for, for a, a, a big fun day coming up. And it was, uh, by DeGard out of Tillamook, Oregon. Um, the, the beer's called the peach. Oh gosh! Uh, not yeah. to be mistaken with Peach Boo or any of the other peach variants that they do, um, but the Peach, it was batch one, so it was their only version that was aged in cognac barrels. Ooh, um, peach and, and cognac. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Uh, it was really, really terrific. Um, the The barrel came through, uh, you know, not super strong. It actually, you almost could tell it more in the look because um, it had a little bit of a darker color in the look. Yeah. Um, so I think they did um, age it for a decent amount of time in those cognac barrels. But uh, it's a three-year-old beer at this point, and there was an incredible peach presence. Um, you could get that oak, a little bit of, of the, uh, the the boozy cognac in there. But, uh, you know, for the most part, it was just a really nice uh, peach-fruited sour. Um, 
that uh, I think kind of blew everyone's socks off. I brought the Peach Boo to kind of do a yep. side-by-side with that. And uh, after we had the Peach Batch 1, um, we were... We're almost a little underwhelmed because. Uh, so what's the difference between the boo. what's what's the difference between the peach and the peach boo? So the the peach is a. Did the cat American wild ales? Did the cat like walk all? Did the cat walk all over it? Did the kitty boo walk all over it? Is that what made it different? Well, the peach boo, the kitty <laughs> did walk all over that. Just, it didn't walk all over uh, the peach batch one. So uh, it's it's really uh, more of uh, you know an American wild ale aged in cognac barrels versus. Um, a, a Berliner Weiss aged in oak barrels. Oh, is that so, the difference? It's at a wild ale versus Berliner Weiss. Yeah, so the, okay. the peach was, uh, I think it's 6.5%. Uh, the boo was 4.5%. So it definitely brought through some more, um, I would say, just more kind of potent, bold flavors. Um, but but with the cognac barrel and everything else, it really had uh, a nice barrel presence to it. Um, definitely more tart as well versus the Berliner Weiss. Um, yeah, I mean... Between that and beer barrel time, we we had uh, two really incredible beers um, earlier this afternoon. So we've kind of been taking our time because uh, the word on the street is that there may be some assassin variants on draft. Um, we'll be in there in about a half hour. So uh, we're just waiting in line. We're about 30th in line to get inside um, when they open for the public at 5 o'clock. And so supposedly they're going to have a couple variants on draft that hopefully we'll be able to try. So... We've kind of just been hanging out, enjoying uh, each other's company, meeting new people, and uh, and trying to enjoy the weather that's uh, been slowly warming up a little bit. But we'll see how the rest of the day goes. If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Pacific Beer Chat brings together a collective of West Coast beer bloggers sharing our opinions on events, issues, and well-crafted groups. We hope you will check out the podcast at pacificbeerchat.com and at Pacific Beer Chat on social media and podcast apps, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Music is by Conundrum. Welcome to Sweet Beer Chat. Okay, so I'm interested to, to hear, and you can kind of like tweet or social media post about like what kind of variants they're, they're going to have when you get in there. The rumor is a coconut variant and a... Why not? Uh, absolutely. Um, just like bacon, coconut makes everything better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then a muerte, so uh, some kind of take on uh, some some peppers in there probably a little bit of a, a spicy kick to it Ugh. um i think I both of those would go incredibly well with yeah you know what you're probably right base assassin beer is set up so. like you get those dark fruits you add a little uh a, a little bit of heat to it and i think that i that think might, it, yeah I think, I think that might add a lot, a lot of, of people good are excited about if, if coconut if the rumor is true a lot of people are excited about that but i do think like i didn't mean to cut you off but no you get a little bit of heat to that with that that dark fruit presence i think it's really going to balance out nicely i think it'll be i think it'll be great Oh, some coconut. I mean, coconut's uh, kind of been a favorite adjunct of all these breweries making these big stouts these days. I mean, this uh, this Aslan Absolute. one oh, has, has yeah, got toasted coconut, cacao nibs, uh, pecans, coffee, vanilla. So it's uh, – and I'll tell you what, like the more and more I 
I had made my homebrew. I obviously didn't use enough coconut, but that was a big, a big uh, adjunct I wanted to add to it, and I just, I just under, under added it. I just, was, I underestimated the uh, the amount I needed. Yeah, definitely. So, so you went up, uh, you went up with some guys that I've met, you know, up to Decorah, right? Uh, yes. The guys that hang out with like uh, Kyle and, uh, and all AJ. All of them would like to ju- would like to be on the pod at some point. So, well, uh, well, uh, talking where, about that. Where are they? They're right next to me. Well, well, I, I okay. Put somebody on, and I'm going to talk to to one of them about what they think. Okay. I'll uh, we'll get a little interview going. Here yeah, you go. Let's go. I'm coming here. You live from Decorah, Iowa. This is Andy Lee, beer aficionado. What's up, How my friend? What's up, my friend? <laughs> Are you are, are you servicing Ryan to every degree that he needs to be serviced? He's getting serviced today <laughs> to a full nine to ten. Yeah, yeah. So you you've enjoyed Assassin as much as he has. Um, what do you think about this year's versus last year's? I thought it was very similar as well. Um, definitely getting like the berry or raisin finish, which was nice. Uh, I expected to walk into like a very full mouth feel and you know, maybe a thicker, chocolatier, fudgier kind of beer. And definitely more on the lines of like a backyard or something on that berry spectrum, which was nice. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed that. So I definitely think they hit a home run. It's very similar to last year, I would say, which is definitely not a problem in my eyes. No, no, consistency is good. So what kind, what other kind of shenanigans are you guys getting into? Are you guys going to make it over to Pulpit Rock? Uh, we we took a pass on Pulpit Rock today, uh, decided to do the beer, beer share back at the hotel and then come get in line for uh, Coconut Assassin. Uh, All of yeah. us were uh, pretty jazzed about the Coconut variant. So. I, I can't imagine that the Coconut Assassin is going to be um, anything less than spectacular. You know, if you if you need, did you guys bring some little like bottles to sort of like pour into so you can bring home, uh, like oh, little for a little, little t- sample for you, little two ounce vial? Uh, no, we did not. We uh, we do have some bottles that we're toting around to get through the line. Though. What are you drinking right now? Uh, we just finished Life Is Like from Cigar City, and now we've moved on to a rye barrel aged uh, Vietnamese speedway stout. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So. Well, I'm, the I'm quality's trying, been there today. I'm, I'm trying to drink vicariously through you guys right now, so uh, I'm doing my best. What do you What do you have cracked today? Um, I cracked the Aslin. It's called Zebrecken Sie Deutsch. It's an imperial stout with toasted coconut, cocoa nibs, pecans, and coffee and vanilla. It's 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 quite tasty. Was that in the can format bottle? How'd that come? Yeah, it's a can format. It's got a it's got a pretty little. Uh, well, I shouldn't say pretty, but it's got like a cartoon German lady on it holding a piece of uh, chocolate cake on it. So oh. for for a can and a stout that's at fifteen percent, it's pretty it's pretty good. Oh, it sounds delicious. So, well, man, it's uh, Andy. It's good to talk to you. Um, yeah, appreciate you having me on the show. You know, you long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> you can you can come by any time. <laughs> All right, next time I make an appearance down in Peoria around Thanksgiving, I'd like to be a guest host. You you will you are more than welcome. We'll be happy to have you. Awesome, thanks for having me on, buddy. I right, see ya. All right, bye. Okay. What'd you ask him? No, we just talked about what he thought about Assassin, uh, about what you guys were drinking. Sounds like you guys are kind of moving on to uh, uh, some 
some uh, now I can't even remember what he said you guys are cracking we had the Cigar City Life is Like and yeah. then uh, the Rye Barrel Age Vietnamese there you go. from Hailsmith oh that sounds sounds heavenly see that's why I decided to crack a viscous stout is because I really want to be there with you um, and this is the best I could do which and what did you what did you do what did the, you crack again the Aslan the Aslan oh yeah that's right yeah what's next um I oh gosh I've been really too, um, early, too early to tell, right? It, it might be a little too early to tell, but yeah. I've got I've got all but night. But the final four starts in about thirty-five minutes, so uh, go Ramblers, and uh, you'll probably have to get one crack for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll. Um, we we uh, we don't have much of agenda in terms of the family plans today, so that's allowed me to uh, kind of just sit back, relax, and. And yeah. talk to you guys. Uh, sip on a good a good beer. Uh, I think I'm gonna smoke a good ham tomorrow. So um, for those of you who uh, like the smoking, we're gonna do a kind of a maple hickory um, glaze on a on the smoker tomorrow for the the ham. Awesome. We're doing a kind of a light dinner, um, like a like a panko breadcrumb chicken just oven roasted um with uh probably two or three different vegetable dishes so some brussels sprouts like so um, you have this planned where are you going <laughs> this is uh our family back in peoria we'll be oh, leaving tomorrow about six or seven tomorrow morning yeah i was like not tonight. oh, oh you, you guys are like cooking up in the uh, hotel room good for you no they have uh food trucks and uh some pizza ovens inside so uh they've got food kind of ready ready to go for everyone for tonight yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that Decora is, you know, Iowa City's um, do a very good job of hosting because they're used to this with the the Ragbri bike ride, a bike ride that goes through. So these cities, they're primed and ready to host oh, yeah. and take care of people. Yep. That's that's why I'm always happy to declare myself a, a proud Iowa kid. Yeah, and uh, you know, just something else for the the brewery here. Um, the uh, you know the owner Clark um, he's on Twitter and Instagram quite a bit uh, yeah. they take a lot of pictures as they travel um, so you know his face is pretty well known um, and then Mike the the brewmaster Mike, as well yeah. um, both of those guys you know they're they're all wearing uh, name tags on their shirts um, for all the employees but uh, both of those guys were you know filling boxes going around making sure uh, the lines were running smoothly and uh, like helping everything throughout the process um, just making it all go smooth so just kind of a testament to how great of a process they have here because sometimes you just you know you go to some of the, some different types of events and whatnot and the owners want to want to just sit back and, and watch and, and these guys it's just another thing that they do great here so the owner was heavily involved the brewmaster was uh, was helping out and you know, just a, a good team effort by uh, the Toplin Goliath staff. Oh yeah, of course. They, um, you know, I think I think that town really um, embraces and um, supports that kind of craft beer community, which is great. You know, we always yep. like to to see successful breweries, especially one that is that successful as Toplin Goliath, and they've expanded. They didn't move. You know, they've been a big part of the community. So. Um, that's that's great to see. Excellent. Not only in Iowa, but uh, in a lot of places, a lot of places around the country. Yep. Agreed. Well, um, I know you've got some very important things. I can't wait to hear about all the uh, adjuncts, um, adjunct, uh, or I should say, variant stouts that Toppling Goliath is going to do with their assassin this year. So, 
I'm glad that we can. We can... I'll try to keep the social media updated with uh, pictures of variants and different things that they have going on here. So yeah, it's a pretty exciting day. Well, great, man. Um, cheers. Uh, look cheers. Forward. I don't have a glass to clink. It's a paper cup. No, that's okay. But but, uh, but um, <laughs> look, yeah, look for us on uh, the Hopped Up Network. You can go to hoppedupnetwork.com. Um, we've recently become part of this great, you know, craft beer podcast community and. Uh, every one of the podcasts in this little group, um, I shouldn't say little anymore, but it's growing, has has a uniqueness to each and every one of them. So go over to the Hopped Up Network, um, check out everyone else's podcast, check out our podcast, but I don't think anybody will be disappointed. All right, Ryan. Sounds good. All right, cheers. cheers. Have a good day. Yeah, take care. All right, thanks, Evan. All right, bye.